My name's Shirley Moody and I'm from Northern Ireland. I'm a member of Wave Trauma Group. I'm in a women's group. My husband's in the men's group. It's to help us out with problems we've gone through as victims of the Troubles in Northern Ireland. We're in the Wave Trauma Centre now. At the minute they're having a rewire, so it's a bit noisy. My husband was 16 year old when he was shot five times by what we know as the IRA, although they never confirmed it. It was always assumed it was the IRA because he was in a Protestant area and these kind of attacks were happening on a daily basis. It was never headline news because there was so much other trauma going on at the time, so many other murders. Things were so bad in Northern Ireland, it was just another person, another attack. He fought for his life for six weeks and he had terrible injuries, but through it all he survived. He had more surgery three months after the shooting. He almost died again, he took pneumonia, so another fight for life. He's still suffering today, 41 years later, because he had to have a new hip last year and the last two remaining bullets that had stayed in him for all these years were removed with the old bone. They were never sure where they were, so they wouldn't go in looking for them. He has suffered from post-traumatic stress. And, well, I have probably had as hard a life as him putting up with it (laughs) because we didn't know at the time that he had that. We didn't understand mental health problems. And there were no such thing as counsellors. It was just get on with it, get on with your life. We married later that year when he was all of 17 and I was 16, which was very, very common in Northern Ireland through the Troubles. Everybody stayed to their own areas and girls and fellas married their own religion and married young because there was very little else to do, only hang about streets and have boyfriends and girlfriends. We had three sons by the age of 25 and 26. Then it was a struggle to bring them up, look after my husband and try and keep them safe. My mother-in-law used to offer to take my eldest child through a really bad area in pram to go for shopping, but I could never let her because I had a terrible fear that a bullet would go through the pram and kill him. My family emigrated a year after he was born, so I was basically on my own with my in-laws and my husband. We lived in a peace line in a Protestant enclave on the old park road. A peace line is when you live in a small area, completely surrounded by a different religion. It could be a Catholic peace line or a Protestant peace line. We were right beside Ardoin, so we were completely surrounded by nationalists or Catholics. My in-laws all did their shopping in Ardoin or had to walk through Ardoin to get to the shops. And that was the reason I didn't want my baby taken through this area. The children, when they were growing up, had about three streets that they could play in safely. They were all like hamsters. I had to walk them to school and from school all of their school lives. My eldest son, I walked him to school when he was 18. So it sounds so funny that you have to walk an 18-year-old to school, but he wasn't safe. He'd been attacked several times as had the other two, so I walked him to school, picked him up every day, 
which wasn't always easy either because in the snow I had a baby when he was pretty old and he couldn't push a pram in it so I had to carry this baby in a big snowsuit. I always remember that and he was slipping and sliding out of my arms. But I think I did a good job with him, with all of my sons. I managed to keep them out of the paramilitaries, which was my sole aim. I managed to bring them up with no bitterness towards the other religion because I know it was only so many of them who were bad and not all of them. My uh, children were raised in an area where there would have been two paramilitary groups, which would have been the UVF and UDA. We were Protestant and... We were surrounded by nationalists and a lot of IRA members. My mother's family were mixed, so we holidayed together and my children would have had birthday parties with their Catholic cousins. This was something I tried to encourage. My eldest and youngest child went to grammar school, so they were in mixed schools. My middle child didn't get his 11 plus, so he had to go to a secondary school and I kept him out of the regular secondary school because they were recruiting grounds for paramilitaries and I sent him to an integrated school which in my opinion is the way things should go in Northern Ireland. I think all the children should be integrated. Most of the schools in Northern Ireland were either Catholic or Protestant. These integrated schools just sprang up. Perfect time for him starting. He had to take a bus a good wee bit away from home to get to this school. I think he always resented being sent there. But in my opinion, I was keeping him safe. He was the one of my three children that I know of who they tried to recruit, aged 13, into a paramilitary organisation. I'm not 100% sure if it was UDA or UVF. To this day, everybody's afraid to tell me who it was who tried to recruit him because I think I'd still lynch him. My husband went and spoke to them and told him he was 13 and to keep away from him. He wasn't joining anything. He met his partner in the integrated school. She was a Catholic. He's not married, but he lives with her and they have two beautiful daughters who are Catholic. My eldest son married a Catholic and he has one son who's been reared as a Catholic. And I have four Protestant grandchildren, so I call my grandchildren the Dolly Mixtures. I have uh, three of one religion, four of the other, and none of their eyes are too close together, which was always a saying throughout our childhood. Oh, don't be going with them Catholics, their eyes are too close together. Their eyes are all perfect. <laughs> In my opinion, they're all beautiful. I'm proud of the family of Rard. I had two of my sons went to university and they're all in full-time employment. They're like lovely children and the two of my wee granddaughters go to the same integrated school where the parents met up. Yesterday was the 20th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. At the time, it was 1998, I had really mixed feelings about it. I didn't like certain aspects of it but I loved other aspects. I liked it because they were supposedly giving up their arms, their weapons. The loyalists and nationalists had caused so much death and destruction in this country and we'd had enough by this stage. We'd had more than enough. It was just unbelievable how far behind other countries we were in our development. 
I didn't like the fact that prisoners who just committed mass murder were being released after maybe a year and a half or two years. I can still not get my head around that one. I don't understand why they, they were allowed that privilege. But I suppose something had to give and that was it. I'm still not happy with terrorists being in government. I don't think that was the way forward either. The 20 years since the agreement has been a real eye-opener for me. I'm very happy with the process and how things have gone with the country we live in now compared to the country we lived in then. We can go into town without being searched, going through barricades. We have toilets, which we never had. All the toilets were closed down because people were putting bombs in them. So when you went out with children and they needed a toilet, you were in trouble. It's been even nicer for my grandchildren because they have no idea of the troubles at all. My children have some knowledge because they lived through part of it, but nothing like the fear and the anguish that we would have had. I think all of the women in Northern Ireland suffered a great deal through the troubles when they had children, trying to protect them if there was trouble in the streets, running out, gathering them up and getting them in. On peace lines was even worse than normal areas. We had a peace wall where we were. There was a lot of missiles came back and forward from both sides. It was never one-sided. Both sides would have done it. We had the problems of walking our children to school through national areas to get them safely to and from school. It didn't always work. Things happened when you were with them as well as when, when they were on their own, which was pretty sad. I had my 11-year-old walking behind me and he was threatened with a gun from a teenager from a couple of streets from where we lived, which was terrifying. I missed the whole thing. The police drove him round in a Land Rover looking for the guy for about an hour, but we never got him, they never found him. We moved shortly after that to the outskirts of Belfast because I still feared for their lives at that young age. And because my husband was so young when he was shot, that fear was always there that it would happen to the children. They went for a walk, they walked past my house on the wee hamster wheel, as I would have called it. And five minutes later, from two streets away, we heard automatic gunfire. My husband ordered me to stay in the house and he ran to try and find our kids. It turned out there was a patrol of policemen had drove up the street that they were in and they were trying to shoot the policemen. We assumed they were trying to shoot the kids. All the children had to jump through hedges and a couple of them grabbed younger children and threw them into the gardens to keep them down low away from the shooting. Now we don't, well, we do have small incidents, but nothing near the carry-on that we lived with all those years. It was a real shame that we were killing each other for 30 years for nothing. I think it could have all been done politically through talk rather than bombs and bullets. Things have changed for the better in every aspect now that things have settled down and we have Protestants living in Catholic areas and Catholics living in Protestant areas, which wouldn't have been heard of. We don't seem to have the nasty comments of, oh, your man's married a Catholic and her name, she's got that funny name. It seems to be accepted now a lot more and there seems to be a lot more mixed marriages. 
I don't think my sons have ever had anything nasty said to them about being with Catholic girls. I don't think my grandchildren knows what Catholics or Protestants are. Our youngest grandson is at a Catholic school and he was there two days and he came home and he was doing the Our Father, which we'd never seen in our family before, which we thought was very, very funny. At the minute we're going through the process of Brexit and I think personally that it's a good thing. I voted for Brexit, but I don't like the fact that there's so much talk about a border, a hard border, or a border in the Irish Sea, or what way it's going to affect Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. Everything's been going well for us with the people going up and down to Dublin, people from Dublin coming up and down to the north. I would really hate to see a hard border in place. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but I would have a terrible fear that the troubles would start again over the hard border if it was to be in place. And I would hate to go back to those days or for my grandchildren and children to live in the fear that we had throughout our childhood. It started when I was 10 and it carried on until I was almost 40. It was no way for children to be raised. I just like the place to stay as it is and for Northern Ireland to catch up with the rest of the country or the, the world maybe in all sorts of ways, jobs, schools. We have a good education system here at the minute, but I do think we should go for more integrated schools to keep the children mixed, to prevent trouble starting again, prevent the hatred that was there before and still is in a few places, but nothing like what it was years ago.